Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. so slightly twinkly and starting to feel somewhat festive, welcome to my Friday Five podcast. Now, this is my weekly look at a few things that have caught my eye from the world of well-being. And, you know, when I started the Friday Five on the instruction of my eldest daughter, the technology whiz Lily Earl, it was meant to be a quick highlight of five weekly topical things. But it has since morphed into a slightly longer look at a few choice topics, always newsworthy, varied and eclectic, but hopefully always of interest and able to either inspire or inform in a positive and generally uplifting way. So what have I prepared for you this week? Well, it's definitely midlife female focus time as I wanted to pick up on the latest news relating to the Estragel HRT and Estradot patch saga, as well as the news story relating to poor Linda Evangelista, one of the original supermodels of the 1980s, hailed as one of the most beautiful women of all time, yet now living the life of a recluse seldom seen in public, let alone on a magazine cover or a billboard, having suffered a rare reaction to an aesthetic procedure. A cautionary tale for anyone, perhaps, considering any form of non-essential cosmetic surgery, and a reminder that even seemingly safe and commonplace procedures are never entirely risk-free, as they can and do sometimes go very wrong. Well, here to talk more about what happened in Linda's case, and also more generally on what we should all be aware of when considering any form of nip, tuck or tweak, is one of my favourite Lazare Wellbeing magazine beauty columnists, Alice Hart-Davis. So, Alice, a very, very warm welcome back to my podcast. You have been a real favourite guest here in the past, and it's lovely to be able to chat about all things tweakment. And, of course, there's been quite a lot happening in the news. So, welcome. Anyway, back to my Friday Five. Thanks so much, Liz. Lovely to be here. Well, let's just cover off a little bit about your background for those who missed some of our earlier episodes. You and I first met many decades ago um, when we were both working as kind of jobbing journalists, beauty journalists. Is that right? Were you way back? Way back. Yes, I was probably on the Mail on Sunday, the Evening Standard, one of them, and just beginning to explore everything that this whole area had to offer. I mean, beauty and health, as well as the tweakments that are now you know kind of what I do because I run this website just providing a lot of information about 
what these procedures are because everybody seems so confused about it. Most people are terrified of the whole thing. And I want to say, you know, there's a lot of excellence in this area. You just need to be really careful to seek it out because there's so little regulation around cosmetic procedures in the UK that there's thousands of people who really shouldn't be doing these treatments at all. And it's all too easy to end up with one of them instead of the good guys if you don't do your research. Well, I think it's great. I think what you do is is brilliant because you do do that research. I mean, you literally, you actually go and have a lot of things yourself. <laughs> I do. The ultimate, the ultimate guinea pig testing. I was talking about with Michelle Thieu here a couple of weeks ago about cruelty-free mm. beauty and animal testing. And of course, you know, your treatments are not tested on animals. They are tested on you primarily. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, with, with various different results, which you write about um, very openly, which is so sure. interesting because so many of the clinics where we go to for information Information. of course it's it's very biased and you are very objective you are able to sit and, and look objectively at what's happening the pros and cons the risks which I think is something that we tend to overlook yeah thank you um it's difficult when looking at the clinics you know because obviously they'll tell you the positive side of it and that's what encourages any of us to go and look at these things in the first place but you do always need to remember that these are medical procedures. They're cosmetic medical procedures. So they're cosmetic, but they are still medical. And they ought to be taken appropriately seriously because a lot of people get very casual about the way they approach um, things like, I don't know, injectable fillers or that kind of thing. So, um, and, and if you get a bit casual about it, then perhaps you don't stop and read the small print. Perhaps you don't sit down and ask all those difficult questions of your practitioner, like, does this thing go wrong? Or <laughs> because, actually, better question, because there's obviously risks with any procedure. If you just think of the number of possible cautions you get on the inside of any medicine packet of this thing might happen or that thing might happen, it's not dissimilar with a cosmetic procedure. There'll be a, a mass of things that could happen, probably if it's an injectable treatment, something like bruising or swelling from there being a needle, really simple things, down to quite rare, hideous things that don't happen very often, like vascular occlusion, where the filler is injected into a blood vessel, blocks the blood vessel, it can start to kill the tissue in that area. And if you go in asking, what might go wrong? How often does this go wrong for you, the practitioner? If this goes wrong for me, your patient, what can be done about it? What will you do about it? Then you'll have a much better understanding before you go into that treatment room of what you're talking about, what you're contemplating having done to yourself. And there should always be a couple of weeks cooling off time between discussing with a practitioner what you might do and then going back and having it done so that you've had time for consideration. So it's not a just rush in, oh yeah, we'll do it, I've got 25 minutes now, sign that consent form, no time to read the small print, hop up onto the couch. You know, you do want to take your time, even if you're quite familiar with the procedure, because uh, it just could go wrong. And that's what we've been hearing a lot about recently. Absolutely. I, I think there's three questions and they're also, they're not threatening or they shouldn't be for any practitioner. No. I think that's, that's very interesting. What could go wrong? what tends to go wrong for you or what has gone wrong for you and if something does go wrong what can I do or what can you do for me to put it right so exactly I think 
those are really simple questions. Now, obviously, very sadly in the news, we've seen quite a lot of discussion around poor Linda Evangelista, who is this extraordinarily beautiful supermodel who was one of, I don't know, the famous five or the super six, you know, with Cindy Crawford and Christy Turlington and Naomi Campbell. And I remember going to so many fashion shows um, in the past years, filming particularly with GMTV. and, And she would be there always, to my mind, you know, one of the most beautiful, an extraordinary jawline, very angular face, that beautiful feline Roman nose. She's I think she's mm. half Italian, isn't she? So she's got that very beautiful, almost Sophia Loren style beauty. And she had some sort of procedure which has really disfigured her and kept her out of the public eye for years. Can you talk about what happened? Yes, of course. I can only talk about what we know from what she has posted on social media, which just came out a few weeks ago, because she kind of vanished from the public eye. And there have been only a couple of posts on her Instagram where she's shown her face in the past six years, really. Um, So we know that back in 2015, she was at the Met Gala looking gorgeous, pictured in all the papers, and then she kind of vanished. And what she said is that she had a cool sculpting procedure, which is this very popular fat freezing uh, procedure. It's a treatment that super cools chunks of fat. Uh, You can have it done on your body. You can have it done on a double chin under your jawline. And non-surgically, that kills about a quarter of the fat in the treated area as the temperature goes right down, those fat cells just die. And then your body clears them away over the next four weeks, four weeks, sorry, your body clears them away over the next three months. So you end up with a slimmer area, less fat than you had before. In which yes, area? I've, I've, I've seen friends who've okay. done it. Okay, fab, um, but... and, 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 and beauty journalists that they've had it, I've not seen it done on the face and neck. I've seen it on the tummy and the midriff and the so-called kind of muffin top. Sure, exactly. Chunks chunks frozen and of of sort of excess fat. And as you say, over the next few weeks, months, the fat just sort of dissolves and is dispersed and disappears to return. And it sounds too good to be true, really. Um, It's a perfectly sort of real effect, which had been sort of known about in medicine. Um, It used to be called the popsicle effect because... Dentists were familiar with you know, children who had too many ice lollies or popsicles, as you call them in the States, and always stick them in a certain part of their mouth. It would there'd be a little dent of fat missing in that area inside the mouth. Yeah, that was what turned people onto the idea of researching. Could this be done? Could this be done as an aesthetic treatment? And so then could we sit with, with, with a pile of frozen peas or, <laughs> well, or on, on our fat bits? Well, some people think you can. I had a message through on social media the other day saying, I've got a cool sculpting at home kit. Is it wise? Is it, there is no such thing. Cool sculpting is a really expensive technology. You know, it costs these clinics an awful lot to invest in a machine of this sort. And it's very well proven technology. It's the only kind of cryolipolysis, that's fat freezing with FDA approval. And it has multiple peer-reviewed studies on it. So maybe if you sit there with a block of ice against your thigh, it might kill some of it in a bit. But you might get an ice burn. You might, you know, it's very unlikely to work. And it's very unlikely if it does do anything to give you a pleasing result. But technically, I guess you might. But for goodness sake, don't do that at home, people. Don't don't try it at home. So what happened to... 
to poor old Linda then, and 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 she, well, so she, she's documented this in on her social on media Instagram. So yeah, she's, on Instagram, so we know it's true. Yeah, she said I had this procedure six years ago. I've been left brutally disfigured by it, and she's suing the manufacturers. And what happened with her was a really rare but hideous complication called paradoxical adipose hyperplasia or PAH for short. So that's paradoxical, kind of it shouldn't happen because it's the opposite effect. Adipose to do with the fat and hyperplasia where the tissue is sort of swelling and getting larger. So that chunk of frozen flesh and fat, instead of much of it melting away, has actually got bigger over time and swollen. So in the States, yeah, it's hideous. They call it the stick of butter effect so that you kind of end up with a raised lump in the place that was treated instead of a sort of lesser, you know, smoother, less of it being there. And it looks as if, because Linda has referred to being treated on the body and the face, as if she had treatment beneath her jaw, which is one of the approved places to have it done, and also somewhere on the body. But the real question is why she felt a need to do this in the first place. And we could only guess that Maybe between looking amazing at the Met Gala in 2015, where she looked absolutely her normal self as she used to, and 2016 when she had this procedure, she must have gained an awful lot of weight because no practitioner in their right minds would have treated her as she looked before. You know, there was nothing to treat. So something. How extraordinary! Yeah. Well, maybe could it be that somebody who is so beautiful and and so known for their looks. And, you know, that is their stock in trade, especially this very um, chiseled, as I say, jaw, the, these very sharp angular features, maybe with age and change in hormones and menopause, you know, all those things, you know, the, the fat deposits do shift. Possibly, and but she felt yes. that, that she was getting a bit jowly and, the, and, and, and a practitioner said, oh, don't worry, Linda, darling, we can firm it up with a little bit of cool sculpt. Well, I guess maybe perhaps possibly, but all the practitioners I've spoken to about this in the past few weeks said they would not have treated her looking as she did in those pictures, which you can see online from 2015. You know, it just would be inappropriate. And somebody like her would surely only go to a really, really good doctor for this kind of procedure, who, if they had an ounce of responsibility, wouldn't treat. But since she's had this happen and go wrong, I mean, normally, if it does go wrong, if you do get this PAH, this swelling after the treatment, the standard remedy is liposuction and the company behind the treatment pays for that liposuction to get the area back to how it was before. But the liposuction can be complicated because you get problems with the lymphatic system within the treated tissue. You also get fibrosis and that makes it harder to just suck out the fat like liposuction normally would. And she has, Linda has referred to having remedial treatment that didn't work so at a guess that would be what she's tried but whatever it's made her feel awful it's made her become a recluse uh, and somewhere along the line she's gained a lot of weight I think what some people are presuming looking at all of this story is that if you have this treatment and it goes wrong you gain several stone which is not the point at all you get a swollen lump in the treated area uh, but she looks very different now to how she looks before. Obviously, she still looks like her lovely self when you see her showing her face peeping out from under a hat or whatever she's she's shown. But she also looks completely different to how she was. And I can see for somebody whose entire career had been built around their looks and, you know, who was 
one of the most beautiful creatures on the planet, you know, had been for decades, that that would be a difficult thing. This is kind of a modern cautionary tale, isn't it? I mean, mm. you can't really make it up. You couldn't. But the thing is, that complication is there, has been there, has been known about in the literature around cool sculpting and fat freezing as a procedure since 2014. It just doesn't get talked about because it kind of takes a high profile instance of somebody like her to bring it into public awareness. Because otherwise, the doctors who have handled complications like this say a lot of people who have this, this a lot of people who have PAH after treatment are so discombobulated and sort of ashamed and they don't want to talk about having had treatment in the first place. So they often don't go back to get it sorted out. And sometimes the practitioners can help, sometimes they can't. So the numbers are pretty hard to come by on this, but it does seem that it only happens in about one in every two and a half thousand cases. That was from a study in um, the Aesthetic Surgery Journal, which is uh, an international, very highly regarded publication, and that was this August. And it occurs more in men than in women, a bit more in men than women, because this is a really popular treatment for blokes too, you know, for tummies, love handles, whatever. Gosh, so is it something, all things considered, that you would still advocate? Would you say it's yeah. generally safe? Uh, it's generally safe. It's generally a very reliable treatment. That's why it's become so massively popular. I mean, it's possible it's being oversold in some clinics, but, you know, I'd always say go and find a reputable practitioner who will give you a proper assessment beforehand to sort of see whether you're a suitable candidate. I mean, that's absolutely vital because this is not a weight loss system. You know, what it's there for is refining small areas of stubborn fat, the kind of that bit of the tummy that doesn't go away with diet and exercise, you know, after you've had a baby and you've tried everything to sort of get it to shift back to normal. So that's why it's called sculpting rather than you know, weight loss or whatever, because it's it, it's absolutely not a, a debulking system. It's it's for kind of honing. And, you know, maybe I've been lucky with it. I've tried it a few times over the years, you know, to see how it works, what it feels like. Um, and maybe I've been lucky. I've had very straightforward treatments. I've seen, you know, discernible results. So you think, great, I mean, it's, it's expensive. But, you know, some people go in and have multiple areas treated in the same day but I do have friends beauty journalist friends who've had like bad bruising from it or sharp pain in the treated area that goes on for days afterwards uh, one poor assistant had that done a few years ago and she was complaining at a desk saying oh that's really painful that frozen bit and I was saying oh kind of man up it's not that bad and because I, I hadn't realized that this was a really common side effect I felt awful when I discovered that it was not her whinging in any way. She wasn't a whinger in the first place, so I should have known. But but it was it was genuinely nasty, sharp pain. But those kind of things are very sort of common and quite transient. Uh, obviously, anything that is longer lasting and rather more fundamental, like this PAH, is, is hideous. But because it doesn't happen very often and people, maybe they, it, it's on all the consent forms that people will sign before treatment you never think it's going to happen to you does you it? think it's, it's like, going to happen you, yeah. yeah and we don't always all read to the very end of them or say what is this strange but rare thing called paradoxical I don't know what you know and you're in a hurry 
to get on with the treatment. So all of this is really a wake up call that we do need to take these things seriously enough and ask all the awkward questions. I think, you know, the Brits perhaps have a an undue reverence for anyone in a position of medical authority and we don't necessarily question and we ought to question because you're paying for this it's your body it's uh your right to know what might happen uh, as well as what you hope is going to happen absolutely no in informed consent all the way what kind of treatments do you favor i mean i i love your website i love the fact that you you write for my lizard wellbeing magazine you you know share content with us it, it's mm. it's always evidence based which is so good and and unbiased and and we really trust your honest opinion what are the things that really excite you in terms of tweaking our faces or our bodies well it's super skilled practitioners showing off what they can do whether it's with basic things like injectable toxins you know wrinkle relaxing toxins like botox you know it's not just about freezing a frown you know you can use it subtly all over the face to get a softening it's about using fillers in clever creative ways just to enhance people's individual beauty rather than creating some template of instagram face and right at the moment I'm getting really interested in lasers, which I haven't known enough about so far. But there are some really good lasers out there that can deliver gentle treatments. Maybe you need three of these treatments a year that that have really long lasting benefits for skin health, as well as aesthetic improvement, you know, because the lasers are great at taking down pigmentation or rosacea or, you uh, you know, all the sunspots and stuff that we really don't want. But rather than just in the old fashioned way, using a laser would simply burn off all your skin and you'd be left recovering for months. There are now treatments that can be used in much lighter doses, but which give really discernible results. So because that's something I haven't really focused on in or around the excitement about you know, injectable moisturisers like Profilo and stuff and um, I'm quite into the lasers at the moment. I just had one done recently and I, I'm going to go and get the results next week and see you know what changes it actually made you know I've had a really detailed imaging system do pictures of my face beforehand so we can compare because the trouble is you know like you and me if you've worked in this industry for a long time with beauty stuff our faces have tried every cream and whatever and our skins are in (laughs) quite good condition yes so people are always saying would this treatment work for me and when I go and try it out they say, oh, I don't think it did that much for you. Think, well, the skin is in quite good nick anyway, so I don't want to do anything too dramatic. Um, and like, if I've had, I don't know, I had something quite aggressive a couple of years ago, a stem cell-assisted um, fat transfer, fat taken out of my thighs, stuck in my face to prop up the bits that are falling to bits with age. And yeah, brilliant. And it's much longer lasting than filler. The difficulty with fat is getting it to take in its new position but obviously it's a big old um semi-surgical operation i mean because there's fat extraction you know it's done in an operating theater not a cozy clinic um and a lot of people looking at the results said "Mm, all that procedure all that money i don't think there's that much change you think wow you know what what do you want me to look like you know some plastic facsimile of myself i just point isn't it we we just want to look like 
better versions of ourselves. I, yes. Like you, I'm a, a big fan, actually, of lasers and light. Okay. I think they, they are the way ahead. And I remember having a laser facial. I think it was with Debbie Thomas, who, who I yes. think is very good. And she lasered the inside of my cheeks. Yes, I've had that um, done, yes. Yeah, fascinating that the science behind that, because that will stimulate the collagen yeah. and elastin fibers from within. So you will plump up your own face, basically. Your own collagen cells will work that little bit harder to plump you up from the inside. It's clever, hey? Yeah, it is. And it will shrink that mucous membrane. And so it's all very well tightening the skin on the outside. You may as well tighten it on the inside because we have so many fewer nerve endings inside the mouth. They can crank up the power a lot inside. And people say, of course, we have nerve endings in the mouth. You think, yeah, you do. But think how hot you can drink a cup of tea. Think how hot you'd like a cup of tea to be and try sticking your finger in it. You'll, you'll soon take it out. So, yeah, we we can tolerate quite a lot of, uh, of pain in that. But not when it comes to dentistry, funnily. I, I, I'm terrified of the dentist. <laughs> I can't believe that you're terrified of the dentist and you go through so many procedures yeah, well, and so many needles on the outside of, of your skin. Have you ever had anything go really badly wrong for you? I've had a number of things go wrong. What was probably the worst or probably the most obvious? There was a treatment. It was billed as a Botox alternative that worked by freezing the face, but literally freezing it because... It killed the nerve that uh, runs up the side of the head into the forehead that you know carries the signals to the muscle to um, to st- to stop moving. Um, with, with toxin, it's injected into the muscle. It, it interferes with the ability of the nerve signal to jump across and tell the muscle to contract, and that's kind of a temporary thing. The muscle grows another receptor, and you're back to normal. But this um, it stuck a three-pronged fork type thing into the side of my head, six millimeter needle, and what? then <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> you, you can cut this if you don't like it. And then they pass liquid nitrogen through the prongs of the fork, obviously not into your head, but just to super cool those prongs. And that intense cold, because uh, they put it across the path of the nerve, that that intense cold killed the nerve and um it worked on one side and then my whole forehead kind of in the eyebrow dropped down it was like a like a sort of sash window plonk but it didn't work on the other side and they could only try a certain number of times each side before the treatment protocol says you know that's that's too many and it wasn't comfortable um the awful thing was i had a photographer from the newspaper there with me who was videoing it so you know, and I say to the poor practitioner, I had been badgering him for a year saying, please let me be the first journalist to try this. And he very correctly said, not till I've finished with the control group, not till I've assessed this procedure. But I was like, I can't pretend I'm going to walk out of here with anything other than one side of my forehead working and one not. No, um, how did you get it fixed then? Well, you can't. You have to wait for the nerve to grow back. And I saw a very eminent plastic surgeon at a conference that weekend and said, hey, look at my latest trick. And he was actually very angry with me. He'd known me for 20 years. And he sort of said, you are an idiot. You've done it this time. That is permanent nerve damage. And I said, but, but, it will grow back. And he said, how do you know that? And I said, well, it says so in the marketing materials. It says it'll only last for three months. And he just turned on his heel and walked off and was like, you know, but it did grow back. It did grow back. But um, I was very relieved 
when it did and made a mental note not to do anything stupid like that again in a hurry without consulting people who know better than me because the trouble is you know the British market it's not well policed this whole area so a lot of companies can try out new treatments here which wouldn't be allowed to go on the market in other countries yeah yeah so so this is the wild west it is the testing ground for a lot of new things and it's quite hard to know when people are promoting those new things whether it in fact is the treatment of the future or whether it's something slightly dodgy which probably won't last very long you know there was the grow your own facelift one i don't know if i've talked to you about this before <laughs> it was really your own facelift yeah yeah, yeah. So they, good to be true. they took a snippet of skin from behind the ear extracted the fibroblasts the cells that produce collagen from that snippet of skin took those to the lab and cloned them into their billions and then centrifuged all that massive cells down into a really concentrated serum and then put it on ice so the idea was that you could either now or at any point in the future when you needed it, have that concentrated serum of your own self-generated fibroblast injected back in your face to stimulate collagen growth, which is what it's all about in this, this area, you know, propping up the skin. Um, and they showed us amazing pictures of burns victims whose skin had been regrown super fast, you know, with this kind of, this was back in 2003, so it's going back a while. but it was really expensive because it was about £3,000 then and people weren't getting the results and then there started being complaints from the doctors that they were investing in this and their patients were investing in this and it all wasn't working and then the company accused the doctors of not being properly trained and anyway the whole thing it, it got refinanced once and then collapsed in a massive accusations and recriminations and my cryogenically frozen cells which were in a special facility somewhere up the west way have gone the way of I don't know what but uh so they don't always work but you know it's it's really interesting area Uh, well very interesting what you say there about burns victims and Mm. you know when we think of aesthetics and surgery you know we, we, we think of you know maybe rich women you know being obsessive over every wrinkle but there is quite a serious side to aesthetics isn't there particularly for victims of accidents and scarring and burns of course is it do, do a lot of these scientific discoveries come out of those sort of treatments or vice versa yes i mean this was where the whole area of cosmetic surgery have emerged from it was plastic surgeons working on particularly um the, the, Air Force pilots who'd been badly burnt or soldiers in hurt during wartime, you know, and learning to it's facial reconstruction, all that kind of stuff. That is the serious side of it. Uh, the cosmetic uh, plastic surgery is just like you say, that's the, the pretty parts. But it's all emerged from that original discipline of learning to put seriously disfigured and challenged faces back together. And, you know, a lot of the guys who do even all the purely aesthetic surgery facelifts and whatnot a lot of them spend their time on charity trips to countries where these kind of procedures aren't so freely available you know just working on you know kids with cleft palates and whatever else so you know they do a lot their original training will always be in the basics of plastic surgery however it is that they've gone on to specialize um, since then and so that's often what they go back to when they want to give back 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So lastly then, what for the future, what, what can we be looking out for? What can we expect to be seeing? And are there any of these things that are coming into home use perhaps Ooh. to make them more accessible for us? Home else? use, home use. There is a radio frequency machine I'm hoping to try soon. Radio frequency heats up the skin to tighten the collagen. Most of the ones out there at the moment haven't been very powerful, but there's a new one coming through that I'm going to um, have a play with. That should be fun. I mean, regenerative medicine and stem cells is really where it's at. Regenerative regenerative medicine is the idea of taking tissues from your own body. So the fat or stem cells from that fat or blood and extracting plasma from that blood and using that to recondition the skin or help the joints or stimulate hair growth. So that's an area we're going to see an awful lot more of. In terms of home use, well, you know, light treatments, light treatments. You and 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 your lovely daughter has got a yeah, Lily, LED, Lily's love, got a, LED. love a bit of LED. Yeah, yeah I've got an LED. Yeah, I've got yeah. an LED and infrared. I'm really keen on and work with, and and mm. that has made enormous changes to my skin. Yeah. And all you've got yeah. to do is lie under it, uh, and, it <laughs> and it doesn't hurt. <laughs> exactly no needles involved yeah Alice, it's lovely to chat thank you remind us where we can go to see all of your works and, and treatments and get impartial evidence-based information um, thanks liz i'm on thetweakmentsguide.com www.thetweakmentsguide.com and just under my name on all social channels so that's just alice hart davis all one word Fantastic. Thank you so much. And I hope I recognise you next time I see you IRL. <laughs> Let's hope. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
sage advice, as always, from Alice. And you can read more of Alice's wisdom as she shares her specialist knowledge each issue in the Lizard Wellbeing magazine. And her current article in the November-December edition is all about how to treat and potentially eradicate dark circles under the eyes. Hmm, is that something that's bothering you coming up to party season? Well, do take a read if you'd like to get her take on that. Now, on to the other main story this week and the worrying rise in complaints about the estrogen gel form of HRT called Estragel. This is the one that's packed in the blue and white pump packs. It's made by Bessins Healthcare. And to talk more, as well as to give us a helpful update relating to the perceived shortage of Estradot HRT patches, I talk now to the veritable menopause warrior, GP and menopause medical specialist, Dr. Zoe Hodson, otherwise known to so many of us across Instagram as the Manchester Menopause Hive. So very warm welcome back, Zoe. It's always a pleasure to have the chance to talk to you. Although, oh my goodness, I mean, this whole thing, it's turning into a real saga, isn't it? It is. And I really, really thought we had come to the end of this. It is a, it's a big disappointment, isn't it, that we're still in this position with a new product. Exactly. With with hope, you know, what was a new product? I mean, to, to recap, we, well, you first flagged the issue on social media with Estradose, which was the parallel import, the sort of cheaper version of Estragel, which was supposed to be exactly the same. Do you want to just give us a quick rundown for those of you that haven't caught up with what's been going on here as, as to the sort of little bit of the history and the background behind this? Yeah, so this was, it must be over a year ago now, isn't it? And there had been reports on various forums beforehand. And we always thought that, so a parallel import is a perfectly legal version of a medication. And what we were hearing was that it seemed to be more watery. And what we initially thought was that you could just use an extra pump, which isn't ideal in itself. And then we were getting, I think, um, when we raised it on your podcast, mm. I mean, I don't know how many people messaged in that day. It was incredible, wasn't it? Not yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Just saying all my symptoms have come back. I've had bleeds. I thought I was going mad. And it all seemed to link to certain batches of the parallel import. Mm. So we ran this campaign in a way, just saying that if you're experiencing this, then please make sure that your pharmacist gets hold of the UK version and we gave guidance on how to do this. And then it all seemed to be settling down. I think the pharmacists were on board. They were listening. Yes. And women were managing to get this version. So that, that was Estradose, which uh, which crazily sometimes was over-labeled as Estragel. So, I mean, you had to be a real detective here, didn't you? To sort of peel off the label, check what it said on the pack. Sometimes you'd get a box that said Estragel, but inside it, it contained Estradose. I mean, it was almost as if the powers that be were conspiring to keep HRT gel away from, from women. I mean, I know clearly that's not the case, but, you know, it really felt like, there was a battleground here. Um, well, this was also all in the middle of COVID and you're yeah. having to check your boxes in the pharmacy, which obviously wasn't ideal because there are only one or two people left let into a pharmacy. It was just a, an absolute 
farce. It, it really was. And I know there were many, many reports on the HMRC yellow card app to say that it wasn't working. And in fact, I then became aware because my social media just got overloaded with comments and uh, and desperate messages from women saying, you know, like you, I, I thought I was going out of my mind. I couldn't believe that my symptoms were returning. I thought I was just anxious because of lockdown and COVID. Um, and, you know, immediately once women switched back to estrogel, not the parallel import, the symptoms disappeared overnight. And I guess there seems to have been a tailing off of estradose, the parallel import. So perhaps that's remaining in Europe now, thanks to Brexit. So perhaps we just get our sort of UK version now. And you would kind of think, well, that's all good, isn't it? That problem seems to have been largely solved and gone away. But now I'm getting comments, and I know you are as well, because I checked out your Instagram, to say that the new or the current estrogel doesn't seem to be working either. What on earth is going on? And this is, yeah, this has all sort of started in the last month or two, hasn't it? It has. Again, it seems to be a batch issue. So I spoke to somebody the other day who had four bottles and three were absolutely fine. And one, she said, felt very watery, a little bit gritty and just didn't seem to be effective. And I've contacted Bezins on a number of occasions saying what is happening. And they've said that they're looking into it. But that's what they always say. That's I, I, <laughs> Yeah. And this is what I, I wanted to speak to you about this so because you worked in the beauty industry didn't you and yeah, yeah so you worked with gels and liquids and creams yes and gels are notoriously unstable I have to say particularly the ones that contain natural ingredients so what would you have done if you had had reports back that a product was ineffective oh I mean without question not on this girl we would have recalled it immediately and I mean, that, and that's a skincare product. That's, that's, that's a that, skincare that's product. That's not a medication. No, I mean, there's, there's no question. If we had had reports that something wasn't working or was causing a problem, it would have been an immediate off-the-shelf recall. And, you know, the reason that products have batch numbers and have batch codes printed on them is so they are traceable. And they need to be traceable so they can be recallable and monitored. And so... It's a very simple operation for someone like Bessin's Healthcare to issue, issue a, a, an email to the pharmacist saying, we've had reports that this batch is potentially not working. We're not, we're not saying it isn't. We're not going to take any legal liability at this stage or whatever, because obviously lawyers get involved if they sense there could be a claim or whatever for negligence or defective product. So, you know, we're not going to admit any liability, but we will get all the product back so that we can analyse it and check it. And I presume you'd go back and check the sort of factory settings and trace it back down all the way along the path? Oh, completely. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not connected to the Lizard Beauty Company anymore, but back in the day, absolutely, it was very, very well aware of, of how you can trace and track um, the settings. Machinery, everything has a log, you know, the temperature something is made, where it's stored, the date it goes into a warehouse, the date it comes back, you know, and I would imagine that pharmaceuticals are temperature controlled with their storage as well. So that would be a relatively straightforward procedure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all, all, all the documentation is there, the paper trail is there in, in the supply chain. Yeah, for sure. But this doesn't seem to be happening, does it? Well, I mean, clearly not. So one would have to ask why. I mean, do they not care? Do, do they not? Are they not bothered that there are literally hundreds of women 
I mean, and that's those are the ones that we know about. I mean, these are the ones who are aware. And when I speak to people about it, they say, oh, my goodness, I'm so pleased you told me that. I thought my symptoms were back just because I was anxious because... You know, I feel, you know, we're going, they may be threatened with another lockdown. I mean, I'm feeling anxious about this or I'm anxious because I haven't been sleeping so well or I've lost my job or, you know, whatever. So, you know, women, I think, are, are putting it down to other reasons. Not questioning, not, not even considering that a medical product they've been prescribed is actually defective. And this is the thing. It's a medical product, isn't it? it should, we should be expecting a consistent product. Oh, entirely and entirely trusted. I mean, can you imagine if, I mean, even God forbid, something like Viagra wasn't working, you know, the, the outrage, the you know, the immediate recall. And that doesn't uh, have the medical consequences. Well, absolutely. I mean, this is this is in, for some women, as we've seen recently, with unfortunately the tragic number of of uh, suicides. Um, it can have unbelievably catastrophic, life-ending consequences, as well as damage to life and healthcare. Yeah, so okay. the, all, the only the message we've been given at the moment is the same one with the Easter dose mm -hmm. to report it on the yellow card. Right. Now, we all did that, didn't we, with the Easter dose? We did. And I remember, actually, somebody sent me, a, there was a Freedom of Information request put into the H, uh, HRA to say, you know, how many uh, reports were there. And they wrote back rather an interesting letter saying, well, you know, they have had a considerable number, um, but they have been aware that there's been a social media campaign going. Well, and what's your point? You know, yes, there's been an awareness raised so that people can let them know that they've got issues with their symptoms. Are you saying that the social media campaign <laughs> has actually driven the rise of symptoms? No, it's, it's just raised awareness of an issue that then gets reported to them. So I don't really quite understand why they should no and i don't way. know if did you have the same i had an email and i think diane dansbrink that many of us did saying that it had been looked into and there hadn't been any difference found between the products well try telling that to the women who are have been writing in desperation i mean literally desperation maybe we just need to, to publish the names and emails of people at the mhra and, and bessins and and just have them have their inboxes deluged with what is actually happening because maybe it takes that personal contact. I mean, I have no axe to grind with HRT manufacturers. You know, I use Estragel myself. I'm extremely delighted to have it in my life and I'm thankful that I'm able to get it prescribed and, and you can, we can get it on the NHS and all of that. So, you know, this, this is not, this is not bashing big pharma or the medical profession. It's, it's quite the opposite. It's trying to be supportive and helpful. It is, because so, it's a very good product, isn't it? It's it's handy having it in the, the pump pack. When it works, it's, it's, when it it's works. brilliant. And it transformed my life the first time I used it, it. You know, I got a good night's sleep for the first time literally in years. But I now have my repeat prescription of Estragel. I have it sitting in my bathroom cupboard. And I'm monitoring it very carefully. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, Liz, if this stops working, what are my options? I have tried the Lenzetto spray. Which I really wanted to love because, frankly, I have to use six pumps of estrogel at night to, to, to actually take me through the night to get a good night's sleep. And it's a bit of a chore. It's a bit of a faff rubbing it, rubbing it on, frankly, and it's a bit sticky and I have to wait while I brush my teeth and all of that. So, I, you know, I looked at the spray and I thought, great, I can do a couple of squirts of the spray. No rubbing in the gel. It's easier. It's handier. But it doesn't really work as well. I mean, is, is there a difference in the type of estrogen or the dose that it's delivering? 
It seems to, when you look at blood levels of the oestrogen it delivers, because it was marketed that one spray of Lanzetto would equate to two pumps of the gel. And we, again, when you look at the blood levels, it's probably three sprays of Lanzetto equates about to two pumps of the gel. That's really interesting because I use six pumps of the gel. I was just trying to and, think you know, how I much was of thinking, your body so you'd I, be covering. Yeah, I, I was having to use sort of eight, nine sprays of Lanzetto. To, to yeah, and get... you'd still be short on dose there, wouldn't you? Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, that's not, and it's not viable. I mean, I'd, I'd just run through it so quickly and there'd be all these plastic packs of Lanzetto ending up in the bone. So, yeah, because that... it only, I think it has 50, it's either 52 or 54 sprays per canister. Really? And I'm going to be using 10? You're going row. to be using, I think, about 18. <laughs> that's terrible. I, oh, so my goodness. That, well, that's really... a non-starter. Okay. Yeah. That, okay, right. It can work. So um, Lanzetto, I don't use it that frequently for that very reason. Mm. Um, it can work well if, if people don't seem to be absorbing from lots of the other products. It has a place there. So again, it's a bit of a Marmite one. Mm -hmm. um, some, some people really get on well with it. And the other place it has a, a, a good use, I, if somebody is on a patch and they don't particularly want to add a second patch in, then adding it in as a what I call a top-up Right. can be really effective okay but yeah. i rarely use it as the core estrogen for that reason interesting okay so then let's talk about the other gels that might be available so i've never tried this but i am aware there is another gel called sandrina which comes in a sachet yeah and i think again because it's in little sachets this is where the estrogel has probably picked the post with most people's prescribing just because of the convenience um, but we we have I have well I have never had any reports back that Sandrina has the same issues as estrogel. Right. So it's an, an individual dose per sachet. So how many sachets am I going to have to use oh, if right. I switch to Sandrina? Get, get my, my mask. Out. Well, this is the problem again because um, so two pumps of estrogel mm -hmm. would equate to a one milligram sachet of Sandrina. Right, so if I'm using six pumps, I'd need three, three sachets of Sandrina. So again, you're going to be sitting there for a little while opening sachets of Sandrina, but... But, it, I mean, if it works, frankly, that's that's obviously the, the main the main thing. Yeah, and, and again, it's not ideal at all, but you could no. potentially have some in as a backup because mm -hmm. the estrogel does seem to be a batch thing. So yes yes well at hopefully least you have it, something yeah i i think that that might be it and of course the worry is that if it's affecting you know the occasional batch what is causing that and will that end up you know is it a change in manufacturing process or temperature or storage or well, whatever? it just needs to be sorted out because again yeah. if you're swapping between gels you might absorb slightly differently so mm -hmm. none of this is ideal None of it is. What about an implant? Because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, I've, I mean, I've got girlfriends who, who go privately to have an implant, like a contraceptive implant. You know, ultimately, am I going to have to, you know, be looking at something like that? Or are women going to say, right, I can't, I can't cope with all this potential failure of, of batches. Should I just have an implant put in and be done with it? Well, this is the problem as well. I mean, I don't know if you saw on social media, a few people that really rely on implants because they don't get on with any of the other preparations were left absolutely high and dry and without hormones during the pandemic. Because they couldn't so, get the implant. Yeah, yeah. So the implants aren't as freely available. Um, you often have to go privately. Yes. So again, 
it's it's not an option for many and how long does an implant last on average we don't i mean i don't tend to i've, I've never prescribed them right um okay. so I, I, again i don't know a huge amount about them i think mm. they're supposed to last about six months but often they need to be mm. changed earlier and again this is the thing that if you can if you feel your implant dipping down you then have to have an appointment with the implant fitter it's not the case of just increasing your dose right yes so yeah. there's a whole i mean yes it can it can work very well for some some people but mm -hmm. there's that to take into yeah. Yeah, be aware the equation that. that you can have a lot of stress getting a consistent getting supply it. of the okay. implants uh okay so patches Okay, I've never stuck on a patch. I just, I don't know, it's never really appealed to me, the fact that I might go around with, with a kind of large sticking plaster on my backside. Oh, I love my patches. You love your patches. Okay, let, let's talk about patches. What, what, what is so good about HRT delivered in patches? Um, I think the fact that you can just plonk them on and go. <laughs> plonk and, and go. <laughs> plonk and go. And I have a, an array of... Um, my little one said, what are all those marks on your legs when we mm. we braved the North Wales Sea over half term in our swimming costumes? And I just call Amazing. them my sanity tide marks. I don't bother scraping them off. I'm very really? proud of them. Yes. Oh, they're Zoe, fine. you're remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that thing, again, I just put them on twice a week um, and they're, they're there, they're done, they're, they are transparent and they do leave a, a bit of a mark. They, they've Brands that we tend to go with are Everell and Estradot, mm -hmm. purely because they stick well. Um, and it's it's done. And you can get them that contain progestogen or just oestrogen, can you? Yeah, we tend to, um, because the ones that contain the progestogen only come in a fixed dose. So you you can only get the equivalent of two pumps of oestrogen in the combination doses. So we tend to split them. So you have the oestrogen-based patch and then you would still take the micronized progesterone or right. you could have a Mirena coil. Mm -hmm. So they come in a 25 microgram, which is the same as one pump, 52 mm -hmm. pumps, 75, three pumps, and 100, four pumps. Right, and, and that releases, what, four pumps worth per day? Yes. Right. And a little tiny, tiny, well, you can have more than one patch. Okay. <laughs> Look, I mean, if you're not a fan of patches, having multiple well, might not be I mean, really? Okay. <laughs> so the estradot ones are quite tiny. Uh -huh. And this is where there is finally a glimmer of good news because there's been a big shortage of estradot patches. Um, and I blame a, a certain well-known television presenter who did a video sticking said patches on her it was either oh, her bottom or her leg. Oh, really? And that sent everybody <laughs> rushing off to get them. <laughs> Um, it's probably not her fault, but it did seem to coincide. Um, uh. Now, uh, there has been a big scrabble to get the patches, but Novartis have plenty of stock. So if your pharmacy are struggling to get hold of them, they can actually contact Novartis to get stock delivered to them. So that is one little glimmer, little right. ray of sunshine okay. in this whole mess. Right. Okay, so, so the upshot is we have got plenty of patches in stock in the UK. Uh, we have got estrogel replacing most of the estradose now. Uh, however, there are issues clearly with one or more batches, so that's to be aware of. If that's an issue, there is an option with Sandrina gel, which doesn't seem to have had any failure rate. And then you could look at something like Lenzetto spray if you just need a very small amount or, or you're happy with a 
with a kind of microdose, if you like. Absolutely. So there are options. It's just such a ridiculous pain that women are being yet again so disadvantaged. And it just seems this lack of priority and, and care for particularly older women's health care that just gets shoved down the priority channel, doesn't it? It's also, we know how much pressure GPs are under at the moment. And all of this takes another contact with your GP. Yeah, it's not helping anybody, is it? No. Hmm. Well, knowledge is power, and we're very grateful to you, Zoe, for sharing your knowledge. Remind us where we can check in with you and your work, because you're obviously at the forefront of this, and you, you put up such great information, and I know that my, many of my listeners, and myself included, are so super grateful to you for everything that you're doing. Where can people best find your information? Well, my, my I'm going to say probably twice weekly, and it is mainly... I won't say ranting, um, I shall say ongoing campaign to yeah. normalise testosterone and get it into general practice can be found at Manchester Menopause Hive. And that's on Instagram. Brilliant. Thank you. Well, I hope everybody will hop over and follow and we'll pick up another day, shall we, to continue the testosterone chats because I'd love to yes, have an update on that Yes, hopefully we'll have some exciting news by the end of the month. I want everybody to keep their fingers crossed, please. We will. Okay, let's make a date to talk about that. Zoe, thanks so much for being with us today. Really appreciate it. Okay, you take care. Oh, good stuff. Very helpful advice, as always, from Dr. Zoe. And you will find the resources mentioned on the podcast notes that accompany this podcast over on lizardwellbeing.com. That is our mothership website, obviously. Simply search under the podcast heading. Grateful thanks to all who have left reviews and five-star ratings, particularly over on iTunes, or who email us or leave us messages on social media. And even though this is primarily aimed at midlife women, it is not exclusively so, as evidenced by this latest email. This chat writes, hello, my name is Arthur. I'm a 41-year-old male and I'm into looking after my health. I've been listening to Liz on her recent podcast and some of her YouTube videos where she's interviewing people and I've been having great insights into anti-aging and wellness. Very thankful to have found Lizelle getting a great education here. Listen to some of the YouTube interviews, including Ed Van Harmelen from Youth and Earth on products which I've now ordered and other interviews. Fantastic insights. Arthur goes on to write, I've just subscribed to the Lizelle newsletter and I was wondering if in order to take advantage of the Liz Loves exclusive discount codes, are there any prerequisites in order for me to use the Liz Loves exclusive discount codes? I have subscribed to the Lizelle newsletter and Facebook now and the Instagram page. Do I need to subscribe to the Lizelle Wellbeing magazine at all if I ever want to use the Liz Loves exclusive discount codes? Thank you so much for your time from Arthur. Well, no, Arthur, you do not need to be a subscriber to the Lizelle Wellbeing magazine, although we would love to have you. I have to say it is primarily female focused, but hey, there are lots of great recipes in there and we all eat food, whatever age or stage or gender in life we are. And of course, there is lots more information on ways to live well 
and perhaps more importantly, age well. So do, by all means, be a subscriber. There are some very good deals at the moment over on the Liz Wellbeing website. But there you will also find a whole section called Liz Loves. And as Arthur says, there are some very good exclusive discount codes. If you fancy it, go over and have a look. Actually, a couple of other things before I go to mention that have also gone down an absolute storm on the website. One is for the seeded keto cracker recipe. If you have not yet made that, I do suggest you check it out. It's absolutely delicious and really good if you are having friends over for a few drinks and some salty snacks. That would be a very good one to serve. If you fancy something warming for the weekend ahead, then the turmeric coconut latte recipe is also an absolute winner goes down a treat in my household, I have to say, particularly when coming in from a cold, blustery walk. So also on the website, just to say that we do have a Refer a Friend programme. This is something that was put together by my team. And do you know what? You can win, get this, you can win a full one hour one-to-one Zoom call with me. Yes. Well, that was their idea. I hope you think that's a good prize. Anyway, if you would like to win a one-to-one for an hour with me, then do check out the Refer a Friend for the magazine subscriptions over on the Lizard Wellbeing website. So that is just about it for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in, for having me in your ears. It's a privilege to spend time with you. I really appreciate it. And thank you again for all your support and kind messages particularly on Instagram this week. This was a bit of a strange week for me because it was the week when I bared all. Well, no, no, not quite all, I hasten to add. But I did star in the brand new Christmas lingerie campaign for Fame Underwear. And if you would like to take a look, you are very welcome over on Lizelle Me on Instagram. I shall leave you on that festive, cheery note. Have a great weekend if you're listening to me in real time. A wonderful week ahead and I look forward to being back with you next time. Until then, go well. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.